Welcome to That's What Sure Said. I'm Adam. And I'm Brooks. And this is the show where we think long and hard about The Office, Parks and Recreation, and all the other great content produced by Greg Daniels and Michael Schur. Here we go. All right, so we just finished watching the entire season three of The Office in one sitting together. Just kidding, none of that happened. But uh, (laughs) we're going to talk about the entire third season because we've seen it so many times at this point that... um, yeah, we're going to talk about it episode by episode, a little, uh, little deep dive, season review. and um, One of the best seasons of the show. Um, so, yes. You know, this is, a, this is a nice little deep dive into, you know, why, sort of why these episodes, I think, make it such a perfect season. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this and season four are probably my favorites. I mean, this is, to me, season three is like a better version of season two in terms of like the length and the way it's kind of structured and stuff like that. Um, you yeah, know, yeah, season four is so unique, you know, that it's kind of, kind of, it's kind of almost different, you know, in in the sense. But uh, this one kind of reminds me, because I, I always get a lot of episodes in season two and three mixed up sometimes. I don't know about you, but sometimes just like yeah. all, like one or two episodes in season two will be like, oh, was that in season three? Like little little ones like that. But Yeah, I feel like without the merger, it would be even harder, you know, because yeah. I always have to think about like, okay, was this character there? Because, you know, you know, if they're from Stanford, then it's like you can kind of figure out where in time the episode happened or the scene happened based mm-hmm. on like who's there. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I totally agree. Like just in terms of the like style of like a classic episode of the office, like seasons two and three have very similar, just a lot of hits, a lot of hits on the season two and three list. (laughs) Oh yeah. So I guess first, first of, uh, such hits would be the, the season three premiere gay witch hunt. Yes. I mean, this is a great episode. Yeah, this is a really great um, premiere because it's just it really it hooks you early on. You know, you got you got some <laughs> conflict that uh, just some of Michael's best moments are when he is sort of like he thinks he's being progressive or like inclusive, but he's really actually just being like dumb and telling like <laughs> jokes that were funny to him in college or something, you know, it's just, right. he's just kind of missing the mark, even <laughs> though he has good intentions. And so, um, that's like, yeah, I, I like, that's kind of the backbone of this episode with him and Oscar. Yeah. Cause Toby's kind of telling him like, he's kind of like, well, you can't really say it that. And he's like, I, I call him that all the time. I'm not going to say it, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, all the time it's fine, you know? And then he's just like, yeah, but he actually, is. you know, so it's kind of one of those things where it's kind of st- funny. Cause he's, he, you're right. He's got the right intentions, but even with the right intentions, he's still completely like ignorant as to how to handle it and, and how that all is working, you know, and you know what I'm saying? Like, right. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I love the, uh, the opening, like, you know, the cold open for this one because it, it recaps what happened with Jim and Pam. And then mm-hmm. you have Dwight's little, uh, <laughs> hilarious, sad oh. moment where he's, Oh no, Jim, I'm so sad. <laughs> no, false. False. <laughs> yeah. It's one of my favorites. Like just like the favorite endings of a cold open, you know, it's not like the best cold open, but it's just a hilarious moment in a cold open. So, uh, yeah, so this one's great. I love, you really get to see Oscar kind of shine in this one more. Cause in second season, he was way more of like a secondary character. And this time we really get more into his character, which is great. Yeah. Uh, Cause Oscar is one of my favorites. So, um, yeah. <laughs> and don't we get an early, uh, reference to, Oscar's roommate. Uh, I don't oh, know if yeah. they name him Gil. But Gil, yeah. I, I, I yeah. wonder if his roommate knows he's gay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Was this before the one where he was called out sick? Because mm. I feel like the whole second season... Yeah. Wasn't that the point? No, no, no. That was... Was the whole second season we got little hints of him being gay, but we didn't get any confirmation. Like, the one where like, he dresses up as a woman for Halloween... And like he, you see the mo- the time where he goes to see, Gil like like when he goes to to find out if he's sick, you see them like holding hands at the end of the episode. They've been foreshadowing it the whole time, right, the whole yeah. second season. And I re- I remember that there was a few instances where you're like, oh yeah, yeah yeah. When you watch back at it, um, okay, 
Good so. call. Good call. So yeah, um, and then we get, of course, Oscar's sabbatical because Michael kisses him. <laughs> uh, Which, of course, you know, uh, most people who are big fans of the show probably know that that was actually improvised by Steve Carell. Yes. So that's kind of so you do get the genuine reactions from everyone in the room, including Oscar. He even Oscar has a bit of a smile on his face, kind of like what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I love that. I mean, and like the way you put it is, you put it well. Uh, that there, it's not. There aren't a ton of truly improvised scenes that make it to the final edit in the show. So this mm-hmm. is definitely one of those where it, it works really well because it's not the sort of comedic scene where everyone has to keep a straight face you know it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. the realistic funny reaction would be what a lot of them are doing which is kind of like <laughs> uh, you know eyes wide like mouth open half smiling right. like oh my god i can't believe that just happened you know <laughs> so, kind of slightly holding back your reaction because you don't want to like you can't laugh because yeah. it's like you don't want to make fun of that situation and you know no homo okay you know so you don't, don't want to like <laughs> quote, quote unquote you don't want to be that person who's sitting there just bursting out laughing when, you know, he's trying. <laughs> so it, you're right. It's true. The reactions are very genuine in that moment. Um, and uh, we should also just quickly mention Oscar uh, Nunez, Oscar Nunez, or Oscar Mark. Yeah. Oscar Nunez, the actor mm-hmm, yeah. is notorious at not breaking character. Like mm-hmm. supposedly he's one of the best in the cast in terms <laughs> of like, he has only broken a couple times. Um, so, so seeing That's him great. like have that little smile of like, oh, <laughs> you know, it's like he, he, he rolled with it really well. Um, right. But yeah. That's true. Cause yeah, if, if that happened with like uh, Mindy Kaling, it would be over. There would no, <laughs> they wouldn't be able to shoot the scene. <laughs> yeah. Right, isn't she the one that's notorious? Like, yeah, exactly. Like, she's she's um, so bad. Yeah, at, yeah. at that, at that. So it's yeah. I mean, it's obviously a, a great way of showing like how a large part of the season will be in terms of like jumping back and forth between Jim and Stanford and everyone else. Right. Yeah, because yeah, you do. I do like the. Um, I do like the the little moments we get sprinkled in with with Jim to just so that we know we're not completely done with this character you know um yeah it's not like homeland season three very confusing <laughs> <laughs> yeah but, it, it feels like a pretty good balance uh, um you know like we're meeting some new characters but it's not like it's not like too much it's we're not fully we don't fully get to know karen or andy or josh or anyone yet. Yeah. we just like they're we're just getting little hints of them which does lead us into the next episode um the convention which is, it's one of my favorite episodes. Like, I don't know. It's just one of those episodes I, I always want to put on. Like, yeah. I don't know why. I don't know what it is. It's just something about, like, all the reactions of, like, how Josh and Jim are kind of, like, playing. You know, they're kind of, like, cool, like, playing it cool and stuff. And, like, we'll do it later. <laughs> just, like, yeah. they're just, like, playing along with Michael as he's trying to, like, constantly do things with them and hang out and have the party and yeah, um, and I think yeah, and we min- we've mentioned uh, this in our previous episode of uh, out of office episodes. You know? Yes, it's a great just format for there. You know, makes sense that they're all there. It's a work thing, but there's like a socializing element to it, and uh, you know, we also get that that sort of rare thing that we get sometimes with Michael, where we see him just acting a fool and being clingy like you described. But then like Mm. at the end of the episode, just like sort of off screen, he's able to (laughs) basically like do his job well. Hammer mill (laughs) now. (laughs) Like drop the mic. Like I just made this big, you know, deal or whatever. And it's just kind of Mm. like cool because for one, I think it's good that we don't, it's like off screen because it's like, you can't really write that into a show, you know, unless you're like making some kind of like really realistic, like mad men kind of drama, <laughs> right. you know, but so I, I like that we get to see Michael flailing around and being silly and like kind of just failing. But right. then like, it's, be- I think it's believable that he is like good at his job and like can, you know, can sort of, do the people person thing well sometimes. Right. Um, yeah. It's kind of one of his hidden talents that he like always is excited to bring to the table. Like the one episode where they needed him to come help with the sale. And he's like, 
you're you, you're not he's like i'm not excited he's like you look excited okay i'm really excited yeah he's always really excited to get back into sales and get into that you know so it's kind of funny because it's like and then ironically in the one episode in season six when he's actually a salesman he's just like he's he hates little, it yeah his little, he, he's not really good at it and he hates it and he's got his little like train whistle um but <laughs> yeah. uh we don't really do that anymore it's not um, 1992 anymore. <laughs> um, yeah. But no, th- this one's great because I like all the moments, like I said, with Josh and uh, Michael and kind of that. He's, you know, it's like he's just trying to play along and play games with them and they're just not. There's like, we're in and out of meetings. All Josh and I are in, you know. <laughs> it's like, what is Michael yeah. doing there? What is his, what was he supposed to be doing this whole, you know, <laughs> like swag. <laughs> like what was his role in this you know because you I know mean, jim and josh were supposed to be in meetings jan's had meetings did michael have meetings yeah or was he yeah just hanging out no i think it, <laughs> like he and dwight they had but i think it's like it's sort of like you kind of pick what you want to go to yeah it's, oh it's like an like an expo or yeah, something yeah like, yeah yeah so i'm sure you know he had stuff he michael had planned to do and, and the uh mm. the party was one of those things in his room <laughs> the party yes <laughs> I know, I love, yeah, I love the one where he, he walks in and the, or the other guy walks in. He's like, I thought this was where the party was. And he's like, oh, it is. And he's like, what do you want? And he's like, uh, and he just walks in. Yeah, they're like, oh, back up. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I love that one. That's got, that one's got a great vibe to it. Love that, like you said, the you know the expo feel of, of kind of, yeah, out of the office. But uh, it's not really uh, quite as maintained. as like It's kind of like the job fair episode. It kind of reminds me of that, where they're in this kind of contained space that's kind of yeah. where you can roam. Um, but, you know, that's uh, that's that episode. And uh, then there's a third episode, actually, of the season <laughs> called The Coup. The Coup. The Coup. coup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, as in Coup d'etat. Yes. This is one of those episodes that it's always like a lot earlier in the season than I remember. Right, right. And it really, you know, it really speaks to Andy Bernard's. Later on, it speaks to his um, what, uh, resourcefulness. When obviously, like we'll get into this later, but um, the, the whole the events of this episode, the coup, are going to come back later, and they really show how well Andy is prepared in manipulating. Um, but essentially, yeah, the coup yeah. is is the great episode where um, Dwight. Tries to go over Michael's head and uh, and it, it's like he doesn't even really have a good reason, you know. It's like he literally just like what is the reason? Like it's he's just like right? he's just kind of like bored with not being able to like actually have any power. Exactly, and he's basically only using the only thing he can really has is Michael's negligence. I mean, yeah, and you know, uh, it, it's funny because he does even he's like, oh my coworkers, I could care less, you know, let's cut. <laughs> let's uh clean house you know it's like i wonder if jan it's so funny because you you wonder how much jan during that conversation is actually kind of like considering what he's thinking you know what i mean like oh i love that though because i think i think like based on her conversation with michael later uh uh-huh you know you can tell that she was never really considering exactly but like when you watch her face she right i know what you mean it's like yeah it's like her like she's like performing maybe he's gonna Maybe he's going to pull this off, you know? Like, maybe he's yeah. actually making a point, and she understands how dumb Michael is, so she's like, yeah, you know what? Like, But no, but then he does. He just, just when she calls you, I just had a very interesting conversation with one of your coworkers. Oh, really? Or one of your employees. Oh, really? That That's that's nice. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know at that point that, that she's, like, on Michael's side, that she's, you know, just, like, get your act together kind of thing, which is great. <laughs> Right, because also, like, from Jan's point of view, with for however incompetent Michael is, mm-hmm. like, Dwight's going to be worse, ultimately. You know what right. I mean? Like, it's right, just going right. to be a whole new set of problems. Um, and I I just, I love in in this episode, like, <laughs> the scene where Dwight's groveling. It's just... Oh, right. And then Angela's, <laughs> like, she looks, like, so embarrassed. <laughs> She's like, like, not that everyone is, you know, but just that thing where she's like, oh, God. Because <laughs> he went from being like, you can be in control of the women, <laughs> you know, and then all of a yeah. sudden he's like on the floor, like, bit yeah. pout, begging. Um, so, and of course, the episode ends with um, uh, a rather peculiar arrangement. Uh, I guess Michael has Dwight doing his laundry for what? What is it, a year? A year. 
but also in this this episode we get uh we do have the the other B storyline of Call of Duty, you know, where they're oh, playing yes. in the it's like one of my favorite. It's like, <laughs> oh man! Mm. Uh, it's like okay, we're gonna set a trap in the gun room. And uh, Jim, what what are you using? Sniper rifle. Sniper rifle, Jim. You don't care. Sniper rifle, and Carrington. Saboteur. Saboteur. It's like the game my... is over. I am literally I'm going literally... to shoot you. <laughs> I like, love oh. how they how mad they both get yeah. at him for. <laughs> Just killing Germans any way I can. We're on the German team. <laughs> it's like some of the funniest, just random moments of of that Stanford. Um, other than like when they the 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 episode where they actually um, are like hanging out at night to do their like they're getting drunk, quote unquote drunk. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we'll get to that one. The next one is grief counseling. Yes. Well, uh, I think we need to say it with a little more fanfare. The next one is grief counseling. <laughs> but yeah, grief counseling, that's when Ed Truck, Michael's old boss, it's yes. uh it's revealed by Jan that he's well, he's not with us anymore. And well, you know, Michael, he's a sweetheart, he starts to look for Ed's number, but Jan's like, No, 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 he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> we've lost we've lost Ed Truck. He's like Oh, well, I mean, just uh, hold on. I, I got my contact list right here. I'll just check it. <laughs> it's like, no. And then he wants a statue made of him. He's like, and Jan's like, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a little unrealistic. <laughs> also, like, Jan offers, like, to give everyone oh, the rest of the day off. Right. And Michael's like, that's the last thing people that's want right now. the last thing people want. <laughs> and the like... other, they have literally no clue even probably who he is. And they're like, yeah, let's take a day off or something, whatever. <laughs> it's oh so gosh. funny. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Um, so lots of, you know, interesting, this is also, I'll just say one of the magic things that the office, you know, occasionally does, um, is that there will be an episode that's like start, it's about one thing at the beginning. And then like, because Michael's like sort of hooked his, you know, emotional talons into something it like mm-hmm. becomes about something else so you know it starts right. being about that like, truck's dead right and then like by the end of the episode it's about like michael's like purpose in life and like what you know what is he gonna leave behind when he's gone and like does anybody you know and then there's the bird thing and which like reminds him of the fragility of life and like it's just it's just really i i like it when you know obviously there's great episodes that it's like from the beginning to the end, it's all about like kind of the same thing. But like, I like it sometimes when, you know, there's a, there's a bunch of other ones, but it's just kind of like a journey you take where it's like, where is this going? <laughs> right. Yeah. Cause you're not sure exactly. It's like a, it's kind of like what family guy episodes do where they start mm. out one way and then they kind of, you're like, you're yeah. assuming it's going to be about this one thing and then something happens and the whole thing is completely changed. That's so funny. Um, Cause I was thinking that same exact like comparison. Right, I just didn't mention right. it because I was like, that's ah, a little obscure. I don't know if he'll like get what I'm saying, but like, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> no, no. what I'm talking about. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's great. I like, I love episodes like that because you think it's going to be about, you know, it's going to be about him being sad about his boss the whole time. And then it's really just the, the starting off point for him grieving everything and everyone that's dying, everything that's dying around, you know, things that are really in his head that he's, he's kind of in this mood now. Um, but uh, yeah. yeah, I like I like how later when Jim uh, returns, spoiler alert, he <laughs> Creed actually says, you know, oh yeah, he was this guy was beheaded. We had a funeral for a bird, and he's like, I don't think any of that happened. It's just funny because at that <laughs> moment you're like kind of not thinking about it, but it, all that did happen that day, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So that's I always thought that was really funny. Uh, <laughs> um, it's like sometimes then, Creed is uh, sometimes he is catching stuff. That, yeah, exactly. He's he's like he's he goes from being the uh, probably the smartest in the office to the, the dumbest in, in certain aspects. Um, and then Jim and Karen are uh, you know getting uh, they're starting to kind of their their relationships kind of starting to form as Jim is getting her chips. Yes, some hers chips that she requires um, to be in charge of their project <laughs> so yeah and or, that's that's he, also no jim needs to be in charge right <laughs> yeah that... well that, that's like that's also kind of a weird thing that um like i'm glad they put that in an episode like it's mm-hmm. just like it kind of shows how josh is kind of like a little bit of a douche too <laughs> yeah like it's just this really small thing that happens a lot and 
like, I don't know. It's just Jim, I think Jim handles it pretty well by, you know, kind of being sarcastic and like mocking it, but yeah, still kind of just basically like kind of changing the point and like distracting her from all that and just being like, well, let's just have fun instead of exactly. actually, you know, cause I know you don't, you don't need me to lead you on a, on this project or whatever. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's great how they're slowly getting uh Stanford, you know, that, that crew more integrated into the, isn't that also, is this also the one where he, no, I think that might've been the first one where he, he pranks Andy and with the with the jello and then he's like yeah if if I, if you don't tell me who put my jello <laughs> who put my stapler in jello i'm going to lose my freaking mind my freaking just gets, mind yeah that's kicks the first the one trash can <laughs> jim's just like uh stare straight <laughs> ahead um all right cool so next we have um well uh ryan is initiated in initiation by Dwight. Dwight's taking uh, Ryan through some <laughs> trials and tribulations, some uh, obstacle courses. So yeah, to speak. and he sticks Moe's on him. Is this like the most we've seen Moe's at this point? I like, think this is the first like real. Yeah, because I think we get him a little before that, but just moments of him. I think this is the real time we actually get yeah. to see him like actually kind of. Yeah, I, I think so. <laughs> I think so. And then I love the line yeah. where Dwight's like, where are all the animals? Or like, what does he say? <laughs> like, because <laughs> oh, yeah. like, um, Moe's lets some, an- there's like some animals, but then he's, he's like, where, where are the rest of the animals? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so great. And yeah, uh, yeah I mean, and, and Ryan's, like Ryan and Dwight, there really weren't enough of them interacting solo. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's such a yeah, great yeah. pairing. Uh, so I like that there's kind of like a big episode arc dedicated to them, right? How they right. how they're combined. Yeah, no, that that one's great. It kind of reminds me of when Dwight takes uh, Phyllis in, in the weight loss episode and throws her, just takes her in the random place and just drops, just drives off. <laughs> <laughs> he does that. He does that a lot to people. Um, but uh, it's also Pretzel Day, right? Um, oh yes. Day for, but I like Pretzel Day. <laughs> um, oh man but so that one's funny the, the only thing i don't like is the um what is it it's like the the fact that michael gets the 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 one the works <laughs> the works it's yeah like, dude, there's no way that would be possible to get that many <laughs> toppings on that thing yeah it's kind <laughs> of like um you know the frozen yogurt places like uh yeah like, right what are they right. called like i'm just trying to think of just one to name um Fuzzy Peach was that one? That are you think? Are Lonely you just Star. talking about frozen yogurt place? Yeah, yeah. Like where you go, there's like an assim- It's like a buffet yeah. thing where, mm-hmm. yeah. First you fill up the cup with froyo, and then there's like the whole like buffet of toppings. Right. And it's like if you did even just like a half a scoop of everything, yeah, you would have like ninety percent toppings and ten percent froyo. So I know. I imagine yeah. that. I imagine that's what it's like with the pretzel where. It's just it's, like a pile of food, a toppings it's just on a plate. So much runoff the too, because there's like there's so much space on the pretzel for it to fall through. <laughs> yeah, so it's not true. like a bowl where you get to just keep all the toppings. All the toppings are like <laughs> it's a soup of toppings, and you just stick your hand in the soup of toppings, and you take yeah. out the pretzel, and it's just <laughs> super gooey. Oh, gosh, it's just like he names them all. First of all, like <laughs> get a list up there, man. <laughs> like. Oh my gosh! I know, and like, how many times does that guy have to rattle off? All, what are the like, toppings? Blah 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 blah. <laughs> it's just like, do you really? Are you doing to do that every time, bro? Like, <laughs> let the people in line look at the list up. But that is a great moment when, like, you see Michael's face when he's just like, oh it's yeah, washing no. I mean, over him. Comedically, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> in real life, it's uh, it's a bit egregious. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. This is egregious. This is egregious. Um, y'all are a bunch. What is what is uh, what is um he called? What is the, oh, uh, Bob pa- Dance Paramaries? Paramaries, yeah. What a Paramaries! <laughs> <laughs> He's like, nope, get back. They're like, get back. <laughs> back of the line, boo. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, um, 
I'm trying to, I guess that's kind of, it's, oh yeah, Jan asked Pam to document Michael's activities, and obviously one of them, the biggest one is the pretzel, pretzel day. Yeah, and the uh, Cosby so. impression. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't uh, age too well, did it? <laughs> I don't think Netflix is going to use, or um, I don't think NBC is going to be using that scene in their promotions. Right, they're going to, for... they'll cut it out like Nate's blackface, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is offensive, let's get this out of here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like chocolate pudding. Isn't that what he says? Jam pudding, Bob. Oh, man. Well, Mindy Kaling wrote the next episode. Oh, yeah. And uh, Diwali. That was Diwali, which makes sense that she would write that, you know? <laughs> um, and it's funny, too, how, like, what is it in, uh, I think it's in, in the later, in the eighth season with Robert California. He, like, he, like, does something, like, based on her religion, based on her, like, culture and she's just like what is that <laughs> and he's, he's like oh it's the hindu blah 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 and she's like oh <laughs> like, yeah. it's just really funny how she's kind of like half in to her like culture and stuff you know the yeah. whole time well i think that's uh you know it's kind of like pretty normal for her yeah or like that sort of second generation immigrant where the the, the parents are really traditional yeah and they're like it's expecting like, you know they're like Right. So what? <laughs> like never have I ever. It makes do? sense. She has that. I mean, even in that in that show, that yeah, she, yeah. That, that that's her creation, you know. And so you could tell that that's kind of how she is in real life. Like her parents are like this. This is, but she's like super American, you know. Yeah. Very, and very like much her, in her, her sisters and, are speaking, yeah, Hindi or you know, right. And, and they're like, they're shut up. Talking about Zach Braff. So it's like, <laughs> it's like a mixture um, of like it's cultural, also, like you know, background. But yeah, right. she's not like religious or whatever it's also like master of none too like his parents how his parents are there too you know um very traditional he's very like just you know modern in terms of his like contemporary in terms of his like beliefs and stuff but uh yeah anyways this one's really great um this is where we get the (laughs) the uh infamous proposal oh yeah (laughs) oh my gosh i mean on their ninth date (laughs) Or their fourth, <laughs> whichever. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we won't go down that road again. But what we do Check know the goodbyes is episode for that. Carol is most definitely wearing a cheerleader cheerleader's uniform, which I imagine like the only thing that could make an unexpected and inappropriate proposal more awkward and embarrassing <laughs> is if it happens when you are the only one. Oh dressed up gosh. in a costume like she she thought it was a costume party yeah <laughs> and michael just like at the beginning of the episode like just takes the head off like oh my like, gosh oh, well, you'll be fine <laughs> <laughs> Man. that's true I, I never thought about that that's like one extra like not only did she get proposed to like in front of everybody but she she basically got proposed to in like an outfit she was incredibly uncomfortable in <laughs> Like, it's like she's already uncomfortable, and then like, uh. yeah. <laughs> are you are you dating the cheerleader? She's very fair. Yes, <laughs> very fair, very fair indeed. <laughs> like you think like that? Do I got the impression Michael thought she meant like fair, like not like pale skinned fair, yeah. but like fair, like she is a fair minded person like right yeah no he <laughs> took it as like the most positive thing i think and she they were just talking about her complexion probably because doesn't he say like yes she is very fair very fair and kind or something like that like <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and then it's like um every time i feel like every time um i hear the word samosas now i always think of s'mores oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> those are not those are those aren't s'mores or samosas <laughs> Oh god, there's just so many funny little uh, moments in this of of just misunderstanding the culture of what's of what's happening and then the, them just kind of not getting it. Yeah. Oh man. Um <laughs> and also there's that uh similar moment with Angela getting, you know, is there is there anything vegetarian? It's all vegetarian. <laughs> I'll just take some bread. Use your hands. <laughs> <laughs> and I believe Angela Kinsey said on their podcast that she improvised that line. Oh yeah, I which is that. like that's that's pretty good. Props, I you can, know. Like, yeah, I will say the amount that they say there's improvisation. I feel like it's less than what they're saying. But like, if you know, I take I take her word for it since it was her. Um, 
Right. But that's a good one. I like that. Yeah, I mean, it seems like for the most part, they'll usually talk about how it was just written. You know, very. I feel like there's really not that many improv moments in the show. You know, you could probably... There's probably like a list. You could probably do like a, a top... 10 list of, of all the most improvised moments and actually get most of them on there. Um, like the big moments. Yeah. Know, I just like, I, I think I just, with the, with the podcast, they, it seems like they use mm-hmm. sort of the absence. Wait, wait, hang on. They, so instead of the presence of a positive, they use the absence of a negative to prove that something positive happened. So in other words, if, if, they, they'll they say like for example this by the way like this person improvised this bit and mm. the other lady will go office lady will go oh really and the first one will say yeah it wasn't in the shooting script so he improvised it which is like a little bit of specious reasoning like just because it wasn't in the shooting script doesn't mean that it was the actor improvising it you know like, it could have been the director the director could have like been like hey you should try this or the actor or one of the other act- like it's or the hard writers to know. yeah exactly. yeah it's hard to Any know of who those improvised on set but it was basically an improvisation by somebody whether it was the writers or the actor yeah that's true it's that's just hard to point. know which which of them it is sometimes yeah but anyways um, i just i think i just have that little like bone to pick with them <laughs> saying willy-nilly like a bunch of stuff where it's like they're not saying they remember it specifically like they might not have even been there right, they're just saying right. like oh that line's not in this not in the script that i have so it must right. have been you know which, which i guess is, that's all they can really do unless they ask like it, the directors of every episode i guess which they've done they've done it a lot so yeah you know maybe just um, use the word maybe sometime office ladies use the word might just qualify your statements a little more you're a little too uh too definitive yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) being very picky okay so back to the other thing in this episode really is the the b-side storyline again in stanford where um josh gives them uh the company credit card to make sure that they don't pay they spend more than 20 dollars per person this time uh (laughs) and uh they're drinking taking shots Except yeah. for Karen. Um, Andy just stays there in his little bed, in his little, uh, what is his twin? A roomy twin. <laughs> it's a roomy twin. You want to hang? He's like, nah, I'm good. And, and he tries to. Yeah. yeah no, so that, that one's great. I like that uh, little storyline, yeah. too, because you kind of get. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, and I like the good. detail, too, that Andy has. Uh, he has a bottle of Jaeger in his desk. Like, it's yeah. not a brand new bottle that he got for this occasion. He's got it. He's been drinking on it. It's his like <laughs> office bottle, it's like and his it's Merit- Meredith. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's Jaeger. Like it's not like like usually if you like one of my bosses would keep like some Japanese whiskey in his office uh, because like yeah. at the end of a long day you have like a drink and it's like usually a whiskey or like something like that where right. But like Jaegermeister is like that's what you drink when you want to get you know <laughs> sloshed <laughs> and like you're partying and like think about the way he even like says. It's time to party. Yeah, exactly. Pulls up the, like shot glasses. He's like yeah. still in college, basically. Yeah. He's still Cornell. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's a I good. Ace all yeah. my courses. They call me Ace. <laughs> Got straight B's. They call me Buzz. <laughs> <laughs> he's always like bragging about how he like was like partying, but also getting good grades in, in college. So yeah, he's, it makes sense. But uh, yeah, so that one's great. Then we get a little more of Jim and Karen. Uh, Get you know having a little bit more time together as as she gives him a ride home um, <laughs> at the end of the night, and then we get a little nice uh, uh, attempted kiss on Pam from Michael, oh, and then yeah. he gives her a ride home. <laughs> I always forget about that. And then it's like the, it's like that moment where you're just like, it's like really that's like, <laughs> but then they just it's kind of just forgotten about like kind of the rest yeah. of the relationship other than the Helene storyline. They always have a really good relationship for some reason. Like, she, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they have a, such a weird relationship in the show. Like, she goes from kind of like, like with the Helene situation, she hates him, obviously, and that makes sense. And then this situation where she just tried to, she just got ki- almost kissed by this guy. Yeah. But then, like, I feel like them, like, stuff like Michael Scott, Paper Company, and like when she's supporting him, it's like kind of weird to me. I'm just like, wow, you, yeah, this guy, like, <laughs> come mi- on, what are you doing? <laughs> the mini microaggressions of Michael Scott. Like, <laughs> it's going to come out every episode. <laughs> he, I mean, and like, this is, 
one of the most like physical ones he's done because like a lot of times mm-hmm. it's something he says to her or yeah it's just but, like, like yeah. which is obviously you know still uh sexual harassment but like this is like uh but another level yeah it's another like, level yeah and it's played off as like a really funny kind of i don't know it's just like can i get a ride home weird. if you sit in the back <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like that that's kind of like it, you know that's the moment where this feels like another this is kind of another family guy thing where it's like this kind of feels almost a cartoon where it's like okay this ended and they're never going to reference this again yeah and now that i i just like for the office i just thought there's there is later in this season there's a moment where the whole michael harassing pam thing is kind of brought up again just in a very subtle way and it's handled differently than it was in Diwali, but I'll, I'll wait, um, to, okay. Cause I'm trying to remember specifically which episode I know it's definitely this season. Um, but yeah, I'll bring that up yeah. later when it come when it comes up. Okay, cool, cool. Well, yeah, that's, uh, that's it for Diwali. Pretty much got that. Um, the next really, this episode's big actually is, uh, Branch closing oh. the seventh episode. Oh, great, great stuff! Uh, the third season. Yeah. Um. So she basically comes in the beginning of the episode in the cold open and tells Michael that he's a severance package person. <laughs> <laughs> Am I? And Michael handles it. Uh, he handles it well, <laughs> as well as Michael would handle anything. Uh. <laughs> And then so she then she leaves and then you know Michael's just kind of pouting around the office and really sad and they're like they're all just kind of like all right what's up <laughs> and he's like we're screwed we're done yeah <laughs> you know doesn't doesn't stay a secret very long yeah um, and so him and uh, Dwight you know they make a last ditch effort to go to CFO David Wallace's house to uh, to see if they can you know. Uh, convince him to not close the branch. Right, which yeah. is a long shot. I mean, what, like, what's <laughs> what's their plan here? You know, I, I imagine Dwight is just thinking about sort of the immediate, like, security concerns. He's not really right. thinking about the strategy. He's like, look, I'll leave Michael to do the talking. But, right. I mean, come I on. Do, I do like when they're practicing and he's like, well, it's just not simple dollars. It's just simple dollars and cents, you know, Scott. It's a, uh, it's just not feasible anymore. He's like, he's not going to say any of that. He's like, it's like that's so right. probably the, exactly what he would say. Probably yeah. Dwight's just giving the most basic Realistic. argument, and Michael's like, okay, that's too hard. He wouldn't say any of that. It's like the things that he actually probably needs to think about how to defend against, and yeah. he's just like, no, I want an easy one. Like, just Listen, okay, yeah, Scott. It's just business. <laughs> Simple dollars and cents just doesn't work. Yeah, so that one's great because you get a lot of Michael and Dwight kind of walking around like his house kind of just, you know, and then they reminisce and they're talking about <laughs> their favorite moments together. And then there's like, and then you told me that you cared for me. And he's like, all right. <laughs> and then Michael's favorite moment is all of them. Every single one. Yes. Including this one. <laughs> <laughs> so that so that one's really good. I really like um how they're they're that doing that together. Um but then we have um this is kind of where we start to see how Josh is actually um you know, we think he's going to be kind of like the new manager and uh, uh, not the new manager, but the kind of in charge of the, you know, Southeast sales and Jim's in charge of this new, you know, of Stanford and yeah. whatever. They kind of do that. And then He's actually accepted a senior management position at Staples. And uh, effective yeah, today. Michael Scott never would have done that. Yeah. As of today, I have accepted. Yeah. So then I feel so bad for Jan. She goes back and forth between Stanford and Stan and, and <laughs> Scranton. She goes, yeah, she goes back and forth between them so many times this episode, like three, four times maybe. Yeah, that's so ridiculous, but it, it gives a nice excuse for her to just be like, all right, you know what? I'm just going to tell everybody. Yes, like, I love that at the end. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, you know, we get some uh, sort of, uh, what's the word, um, like hesitant excitement from Pam on, oh, like, will anybody be coming back? Back? Back. I mean, will anybody be coming from Stanford? 
So yeah. that's kind of a nice little, like, she's getting more and more, like, interested and, you know. It might be initiation. Yeah. Yeah, at the end of the episode, um, it's basically found out that Scranton is going to absorb Stanford. We're not closed. Stanford is closed. <laughs> <laughs> What did we? What did we do? I, I don't know. Yeah. I love that because they celebrate and they're we did it, like they did something, yeah. and they just stood outside his house the whole time while he wasn't even there. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so that basically leads us up into probably what is my favorite episode of the season, or one of my favorite episodes, mm. but top two of the season, which is the merger. Yes, the merger. Um, we get to see these two crazy worlds collide. Yes, and it's hilarious. Yeah, and I'm really glad that it did work out this way, which, I mean, I, I really, it makes sense. Like, I can't imagine they'd do it the other way where, like, everyone went to Stanford and you lost. Like, I mean, I'm not that saying... That would have been interesting. Like, a new location, but a lot of, like, almost all the same people. That, that yeah. would have been okay. I get, and, like, some new people. Yeah, that's true. But, like, it would be, I feel like it'd be w- too weird because, like, just when you're starting to get used to their office, like... And how, and remember, and like, there's a, there's a, a quote from, I can't remember. It might've been Ken Quapis. Like one of the main directors was talking about how like Greg Daniels wanted the, or maybe it was, um, the cinematographer wanted the, maybe it was the editor. Sorry. (laughs) Someone. One of those guys, one of those guys wanted like the layout of the office space to be like very easy to tell where sort of everything is yeah, physically. Yeah. Um, and like the Stanford office isn't as open like that. Um, so anyways, it's true. you really just get that one row. Yeah. Know? And then like and a, then the kitchen. conference room or something like, yeah, these other little spaces that are just disconnected. Um, yeah. so anyway, so yeah, we have this, this, uh, almost like showdown between, Michael Scott and his Scranton Knights versus the away team, Stamford. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, of course, Jim, the traitor, is, is back. <laughs> they get Everyone gets nifty gifties. <laughs> nifty gifties. Nifty. <laughs> yeah, no, I love how Andy's basically like, so, okay, so what's the deets on the new boss, you know? And he's, and then he just basically is just con- personality mirroring him the whole time. <laughs> Yeah, it's so that's like probably so one of my funny. favorite lines of of Andy's is you know, I play on succeeding here three ways: personality mirroring, name repetition, maintaining eye contact. And making, yeah, I think it's it's strong handshake and maintaining eye contact yeah. or something like that. <laughs> yeah. um, firm handshake with eye contact, personality mirroring. Yeah, so that's a great that's that's really funny. And then it comes back in later, obviously. <laughs> yeah, uh, and you know with uh, his. <laughs> Where he get where he ends up? Sorry, I annoyed you with my friendship. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's great how in the beginning in, in this episode, when Michael first meets him, Michael's loving it. He's like, I really, I really like, like this Andy Something Bernard. about him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. And even when he's like doing the when the um you know what is love, and he just starts doing the yeah yeah, <laughs> that part's great too because he kind of starts it up and I like I love it how it's like Andy's Andy's like you see you see it's like the B shot of like what is it um Jim's talking basically talking about how he doesn't suck up and then it kind of has like Andy on the side of the camera where he's like bopping his head like really into the song <laughs> and he's just like playing he's just basically sucking up to Michael the so badly in this <laughs> first couple like minutes yeah Oh man, so I I I love it. There's so many good parts in this. I mean, obviously the new people kind of in their just their reactions to everything. Yeah, we get some new because I mean, even though we've met Karen and we've met Tony Gardner, like when he uh, requires Karen's <laughs> little tiny, hands. tiny little hands, um, <laughs> but like we've we've never seen Marvin Nash and we've Martin, never seen Martin, right? Hannah. I get, I get, you know, because in Reservoir Dogs, the cops, the cop who gets his ear cut off is Marvin Nash. So I always, ah, okay, I always think, yeah, that makes sense. Mixed up. <laughs> also, too, I love Karen and like when Karen comes in because first it's like she first she comes in, she has like a nice little conversation with Pam, and yeah. then not only does Michael interrupt them, 
you know, because it's this like, whoa, it's 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 Jim's two kind of like girls like talking together, you know, and then yeah. and then all of a sudden he jumps in, and then he also is like, you know, oh wow, you're so dark skinned. What do you? Is your dad a GI? You know, it's just like. <laughs> Like really, and then even Pam's face is just like, "That's your starter right there." Oh, gosh, oh gosh, oh man, yeah, no. And then there's the great scene with Tony, obviously Tony Pepperoni Tony, where he's trying to get <laughs> yeah. on the little stage, and he's oh. like, well, "I prefer not to. I'm uncomfortable because of my weight. You know, I'd really not like to, to do yeah, this." And this he's is. Like, no, it's fine. It's fine. We'll we'll help you up with the what is it, the gravity or something? <laughs> like even with even if there wasn't a very large person like i feel like this would be a terrible idea like you right. know it's just what it's like why even make a platform anyways with people sitting on chairs <laughs> <laughs> just just in general there's oh. no reason for this uh okay so oh yeah isn't it what what is it with um doesn't he also give only he gives like food in the conference room and only they can have it like because yeah. kevin tries to eat it and he's like no it's for new for the for the guests only, <laughs> yeah. uh, which if but, I was uh, one of the new people, I would feel so bad. Like, I, know, I would right? feel I would like not be able to enjoy it because I'm like, he's like he's are... like putting them too much on a pedestal a little bit. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's great. And um, yeah, we lose Tony. He uh, he gets fired right as he's in the middle of quitting. <laughs> Lucky for him. Realize now that we have to pay him severance. It's <laughs> <laughs> the way she says that. It's so funny. <laughs> um, and then Jim, you know, Jim and Pam are kind of awkwardly kind of getting their bearings back as a, as friends, you know? Um, yeah, that's right. Because Pam doesn't realize what's going on until she yeah. sees the gum exchange, right? Where they're yes, like, I can't remember who room. hands whom, I but think like Karen hands jim the gum the stick of gum um, yeah yeah but before that yeah she has no clue that they're um that they have anything going on so she kind of just treating it like hey it's jim that guy that kissed that i kissed and now he's back you know not like necessarily like a immediate romantic thing was gonna pop up but i mean at that point she was broken up with roy and like so he was back and so she probably had this idea of like hey maybe you know, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> then, yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, so it's this little disappointment, obviously. And then even when it's like they're hanging out talking in the, like, break room, you know, it's that it's really awkward and stuff. And you can tell Pam's trying to, like, make it interesting conversation and kind of, like, to make some little jokes. And even that was at the end, she says something. He's like, what? <laughs> like, from far <laughs> away? <laughs> it's like he's already way out of the room and she says a joke. And then he's like, huh? Oh, nothing. <laughs> Like that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it's a nice little like. It's really funny. just shows how Pam. She could be a little oblivious sometimes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that one that's a great one. Lots of lots of funny moments. It's a big big moment in the show too, obviously, because they have the some new people showing up. And the first episode that we focus on one of the new people is the convict, which is the next episode. Yeah. Um, actually written by Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant, you know, the uh, original creators of the UK office. Ah, yes. So so does that mean we have them to thank for Prison Mike? I'm sure. I mean, that's sound, oh. that is so such a Ricky Gervais thing if you think about it. <laughs> imagine, imagine Ricky Gervais doing Prison Mike. You totally can, right? Yeah. Oh, it's so great. <laughs> Except he'd do it with a, just a high-pitched voice, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, the Dementors. Oh, yeah. It's just like his little, like, Ricky Gervaisness, where he's got that, like, squeaky British. <laughs> yeah. Totally. I could totally see him doing it, like, showing Prison Mike to Steve Carell to kind of get him to kind of do his own take of it or something. <laughs> but, oh, man. I want to, I would love to see that, like, the behind the scenes of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'd like to see a behind the scenes of any episode, like, just like, them filming the filmer, you know, like seeing a little bit, because we always get commentary and we always get people, but we don't really get like any particular episodes where you get to really see yeah, the director talking to the actor and like between takes and stuff yeah. like that. So. We need like a, we need like a, a documentary, like a, we need a Martin, we need a five hour Martin Scorsese directed documentary. Like he 
made that Bob Dylan one, and it just <laughs> goes. He just does it for the, the office. Yeah. There's yeah, it's just like all kinds of behind the scenes <laughs> footage and like. Like the like all the photos that Michael took from the Christmas party on that yeah, digital yeah, camera yeah. and like, but um, exactly like like put it all together in one big, <laughs> one big thing. Um, but yeah, so this one's great because we get to uh, we get a little bit more of Martin Nash, you know, and his uh, we get to find out who is the convict in the office and yeah, he just spent just... a little time in the clink. <laughs> And so, yeah, so Michael is saddened that it happens to be the the black guy in the office. So he's <laughs> really, really pissed off about that. He doesn't want that. So, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, which is, like, such a great writing thing because, right. again, it's, it's such of the time, like, where. It's, like, Michael yeah. trying not to be racist, but he kind of is by saying that. It's, like, the same thing with, like, Oscar being gay and the same yeah. kind of, like. He's like trying so hard to not be this thing, and he's inadvertently becoming that same. He's kind of has doing the same thing. Yeah, that he's trying to he's avoid. Like, yeah, because he's like in a different way. He's like tokenizing them, and yeah. even though he's trying to do it in a good way, it's like, well, you're just no. And it's and it's one of those episodes where it starts out um, where it's about you know he's trying to show that you know hey it's okay that he's black and a criminal he's still a great guy. And the, but then the second half is all about him trying to prove that work is better than prison kind of thing. You know, like it's like the first half is him kind of trying to like, and then that leads to him kind of like almost making this whole other point, you know, cause he feels like he has to defend his office that, Oh, this isn't like prison. Like, you know, he starts yeah. out defending the convict and then at the, at the end he starts out defending his his workplace over prison, you know, right. even though he's like, well, that wasn't my experience at all. Like that, that's what I saw in the movies, but <laughs> you know, it's yeah. really funny. Everything you've described, uh, sounds like, <laughs> no, but that's like, I, this sort of thing where Michael's like getting all defensive about his office and all that stuff. I imagine yeah. is sort of a typical kind of just daily life existence thing for the Dunder Mifflin people, because, you know, like we see it in other episodes where he gets, you know, all about how like they're his family and right, you know, all that stuff. So the fact that, yeah, that <laughs> the whole like we hired a convict thing doesn't doesn't go the way that he imagines it would. All of a sudden he's like put on his heels and he's now defending it. And yeah, it's just like right. and then also we get the great scene where Toby is like. They're just joke. They're they're just teasing you. <laughs> <laughs> they don't, just, they really they realize this is an actual prison. Get to go they, home they at have, the end they of the day. Get to go home to their families and socialize. <laughs> and, and then doesn't Michael say like you don't have a family or like maybe then or no actually it's it's kind of the one time that he doesn't say he's like he kind of like nods at Toby. Yeah, he just listens and then he just listens to him. And he's like, right? oh yeah, and then oh yeah, and then we get like a then talking head. Then he says head. something. Yeah, talking head. He he, you know, he says he says something. He's like, well, came from Toby, so it means nothing, but or something like he throws in a little jab at him at the end, but not to him like he normally does. <laughs> but yeah, Martin ends up quitting uh, because I guess can't work with Michael. Yeah, I mean, this it's was like awkward after that. It's like <sighs> kind of like how probably how Oscar felt. You know, but he eventually does come back, but he also got offered a lot more of like, you know, Jan didn't offer, didn't say, Hey, we feel sorry for you having this day happen to you. So we're going to like, yeah, you know, they did that with Oscar. They didn't do that with Martin, but they also couldn't really. It's like, yeah, yeah, true. That was just a situation where he was, I don't know, (laughs) where, where Michael was just a little over the top and he just was like, yeah, forget it. You know, (laughs) cause that's that point where they're, they're all, all the, Stanford people are deciding whether they want to stay or not, you know. So, well, you know, I always liked Martin Nash. Sad to see him go, but it's in keeping with the oompa loompa doompa dee. Awesome. <laughs> Stanford is leaving, and that's totally awesome. awesome. Yeah, like each episode, one so gets picked off, and that leads us to our uh, two-part episode. Benny Hanna Christmas. And this actually is our return of uh, we get Carol back again. So the last time we saw her, she got proposed to. And uh, 
Well, this isn't necessarily any better. Um, she comes in and she uh, shows the the uh, what is it? The Christmas card that he <laughs> <Yeah>. created. <laughs> Skeezin's greetings. <laughs> Uh, photoshopping his face over his over her ex-husband and their kids on their ski trip from a few years ago. Yeah. Um, I guess, I don't know, trying to... Uh, it's like when Michael's like, I will learn to manage my excitement. He's always trying to do the <laughs> subliminal advertising. He does that with Donna, too, with the, you know, where he's showing all the pictures, and then, like he'll show a picture of him, and then he'll show a picture of a guy with his shirt off. And he's always trying to do the subliminal... Like, hey, yeah. like me from this tiny from this thing that's kind of like weird, but also like it's subliminal and it's that's, quick. Oh, you're right. That's such a good <laughs> yeah. point because like I never really thought about like why like why would he do that because it's such a bold yeah. like. But when Michael's she a bold guy, when she conf- <laughs> yeah, when she confronts him with it, he's like, "Yeah, skis and screenings." Thought she'd like it. Like he's just like, what are you talking about? It's like it's about? a joke. Like, it's like more like a joke. He's like plays it off. He always plays things off as a joke, even if it's you know, yeah, um, like not you know. <laughs> so yeah. So uh, so so Carol, uh, she's she's done. She's this is her last straw. If you walk out that door, there's <laughs> we're done forever. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. And um I, I don't know. I just for some reason like this has always been one of my favorite of the Christmas episodes. Yeah, this um, one's great. I don't know why. It's just like it starts out with such a funny bit and then Michael is like really depressed and like it's snowing outside and I don't know, it's just like there's something there's a, like there's like a maybe there's a running thread in like Christmas movies of like people are yeah. like down on their luck at the holidays or something you know, right? That's true, yeah. And and they they've got the two parties going on, you know. Obviously, Angela versus um, Pam and Karen actually team yeah. up against yep. her. Um, so you've got the one boring. You've got the the one party, the meeting that's in the conference room. <laughs> yeah, y'all are done with your meeting come come check out this party back here <laughs> um uh yeah so they've got both parties going on but then you've also got the other storyline of uh michael jim and uh andy and michael michael jim andy and dwight um at uh uh where is where where do they go they go to like a it's like a um conky kind of place <laughs> it's <laughs> it's it's right in front of you uh, oh, Benihana. <laughs> <laughs> I always forget the name of the restaurant because yeah. they don't really mention it a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, so they go there and, um, you know, they the, well, oh, well, yeah, their server has narcolepsy. So <laughs> I, I love I love when Angela's, like, asking Dwight to ask Michael if she could start oh, the right. party early. <laughs> start the party. Yeah, and she's like... Did you get permission from Michael? And he just gets so serious. Start the party. <laughs> and then, like, also, uh, I was just thinking about this. So, Angela, you know, for this Christmas is she's not having a great time with the Christmas party, right? She's got, she's got uh, Hannah like not using the Nutcrackers correctly. <laughs> she's got Karen while the and, Nutcracker plays. Yeah, she's got Karen and Pam making a cooler, sexier party. Well, why can't anybody give Angela a break? Like just last year, Ryan took all the credit for her successful party <laughs> and it like ruined her night. And now it's just like a year later. Oh my gosh. She's, she's struggling, I mean, it's her, man. It's her comeuppance, I guess. I don't know. Her comeuppance. I guess is that a word? I mean, yeah. it's her karma for being a bee. I don't know. Yeah. Like, right? Isn't that kind of like? I and, guess. But then, even at the end, even at the end of the episode, it's not like they all make up and share the party. Oh yeah, they combine. Yeah, that's so, true. You know, that's true. That's true. I think it's she's kind of yeah. the bah humbug, you know. Even though she's technically the one in the office who's like celebrates Christmas for the right reason. <laughs> yeah. But she actually is like comes off as the worst in terms of her attitude and stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. True. This is kind of funny. She's like, um, we're sticking to the theme at all costs, even if it's not fun. Right. <laughs> the theme is Nutcracker yeah. Christmas. 
You can, that's, uh, yeah, I love it when she has her nativity scene and Phyllis is like, you can keep the donkey and the... <laughs> <laughs> she, like, throws all the, like, shepherds away. <laughs> Gosh. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, well, so this is great because then they end up... Wait, sorry. I think you're referencing... No, that's another... Yeah. yeah that's, that's that's when Phyllis is running... Yeah, the Moroccan The Christmas party Christmas. in the future. Yeah. Yep. Um, it's just kind of funny because that's... You're right. Angela does always have a lot of trouble on Christmas. Um, and then there's the Christmas where she's, yeah, that's the same one where she, they find out about Andy and the or the uh, Dwight and her. So. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, um, back to this one. It's like, uh, they're also, you know, they're at Benihana. They're they're eating. They're kind of. He's kind of. Andy's kind of trying to be his wingman and kind of bring him back, you know, because he's kind of feeling sad. Yeah, so. totally. So they uh, they find a couple girls at the uh, the restaurant, and then somehow they come back with two different girls. <laughs> Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I so think it's, it's pretty well known, the story so behind funny. this, right? It's like... Yeah. The joke is that their waitresses were, like, actually, like, attractive women. And so when they got asked out, they were like, uh, no thanks. And so, like... <laughs> You, I imagine off screen they're just hanging out at the bar for another drink or so after their meal, and then they like pick up these other younger waitresses that are just getting off work, and they're basically like in high school or college, and <laughs> yeah. and it's like I think was it Harold Ramis said it didn't work because the younger girls they bring back like weren't ugly enough or something like for the joke to right. work, which to me is like. Wait, let's back up. Like, record scratch. Like, (laughs) that even still, like, let's imagine you cast some really ugly women that, like, you know, like, I don't think that's really a great joke either. You know, like, even if it's, like, more obvious, like, it's like. I always thought it would have been funnier that they, like, because, okay, to me, with the whole, because, like, the throughout the episode, there's moments where he gets them confused between each other, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I think the funnier joke, or I don't know if that's what they maybe would have planned, but, like, was that they originally thought that these were the girls they were bringing home, and then they ended was the girls you saw them zoom in on, and then, like, later it turns out that the, they bring other girls home, but they don't realize <laughs> that they are different than the ones they... You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like by mistake, l- yeah, yeah. By mistake, they, they, they just, they're like, yeah. oh, they all look alike. Like, the, way thing, like the waitresses are like, hey, um... Hey, so and so, and you like you you should go to this guy's party. Like he asked us, but uh, you, and then they go. they switch positions <laughs> yeah. for a second while they they turn around. They're like, all right, let's go. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. To me, I think that would almost be funnier than like you said. How, yeah, like the uglier girls. Yeah, see that that could maybe because that follows along with what later when he's like, you know, they all look like waitresses or like he kind of makes that right. joke. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, even that is like still a stretch, you know, it's just kind right. of like, right. I don't know. I like, I do like that. They referenced that sort of stereotyping joke, but like, yeah, didn't necessarily make it. I don't know. It's like the office usually does a pretty good job at skirting these of lines of like, cause it's, it's kind of a, you know, it's like, it's just like on the line of being offensive. Like Right, exactly. Both yeah. to just like women in general and Asian people, but like I just find the Especially whole Especially waitresses. <laughs> <laughs> but the whole like like thing that they brought back these I it's just like it's just so it's just like a little bit goofy out there. It's you yeah. know what? it's a it's a it's a foreshadowing of you know, the things to come in like seasons five and beyond. That's true. It does feel more like a season like eight or nine storyline. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 For sure. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of good stuff in this one. Like you said, it's kind of like they could have maybe, they could have maybe reworked that kind of waitress bring back kind of thing. It's like, Hey, it's not the best storyline, but at the same time, I think the storyline in the office was, was so good that it kind of like, cancels that one out to where it's like oh yeah really good you know well no and i again like i and i think the actresses that played the younger girls that come back to the office like yeah are better 
than right. the one that we see at the, you know, Cindy or whatever. Like, I mean, she does right, fine, right. but I just think like the comedic acting of these younger girls is great. So I think they, like the one where, where he's, where Michael's like doing those weird, like nose thing. And then she's just like <laughs> looking at him. Like he's like crazy. <laughs> wait, wait, yeah. What does he say? He's like, um, he's like, and, no, 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 no. he's like saying like she, cause she says something. And then he just kind of like plays around with it, with he, what she says. Yeah, but like, he's and, like, so what do you think of that? And she's like, what do I think of what? And What do you think of what? <laughs> he like does that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what it is. But so yeah. like, and then and of course then he doesn't realize it until the other girl bikes up. <laughs> and then he looks at her and he's like, oh. <laughs> and that's what he marks her. Anyways. Yeah, yeah, the whole, that's I, like, I, yeah, I got to say, yeah. the uh, see, getting to see uh, Andy and 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 Michael sing oh, John yeah. Mayer that's karaoke great. is that's that's fun classic lots of karaoke moments in this show yeah um but uh yeah i mean this is a long season you know so we're probably halfway through actually almost exactly halfway through ish yeah so let's uh <laughs> we'll call that part 1 of our uh season 3 deep dive and uh when we come back with part 2 we'll be back from vacation Yes, we're we're literally taking a vacation between uh, these episodes. Um, probably be about a week or two, but uh, when we're done, we'll record that episode and we'll uh, come back. Also, the ep- the first episode will be is back from vacation, so we'll oh yeah, word that's play actually, there. That's actually the only accurate thing. Uh, we're not going on vacation. Yeah, we're not. I'm on a roll today with all the fake facts. So <laughs> yeah, I like <laughs> the it. new fake news. <laughs> um, yeah, so. You know, we'll we'll go ahead and give uh, give season three even more of a long and hard look uh, in a little bit. That's what sure said. Mm-hmm.